back uh lane coin episode i don't know somewhere in the 40s which is cool uh because we have a pretty cool guest on tonight we're coming up on a year of lane coin which is i never would have imagined having a podcast and now that we're here uh it's pretty cool to look back that i got my boy my man roars here and tonight we're doing we're doing a little something different uh we've done it a couple times in the past where half the episode will be you know, NASCAR gambling and the other half will be something different, right? We'll have someone from the industry come on and talk about what they're all about in NASCAR. And as a fan, that's what I grew up. I've, I was, I've been a fan a lot longer than I've been a gambler on NASCAR and Rory and I are still fans at heart. So Steve Carnes, first Pacific funding sponsor of Jeremy Clements in the 51 car in the Xfinity series. How are we doing tonight, man? We're doing good, man. Hard day of work, glass of wine talking to you boys really can't get much better than that right now. Absolutely. We're, we're Roy's a beer drinker. I used to be a beer drinker. I no longer drink during the week or during the podcast. I did go to a brewery before this with some of my coworkers up here in Chicago. Um, but Steve, I, I, I usually ask the NASCAR gamblers this question, but it's, it, it pertains to you as well. How did you get in the NASCAR world? Did I know, I'm sure I know that, that you, you became a fan first, but what was your initial experience with NASCAR and, and how has it led you uh, to where you're at now? Well, my father took me to my first race uh, when I was seven years old. Um, and it was the Daytona 500 where this was way back before things got fired up with the sport. You could literally drive your RV right up to the front of the track, you know, a hundred feet from the gate and and camp for the weekend. And, and that's my first memory is just going to, uh, the Daytona 500, you know, obviously this was a long time ago. I'm no spring chicken. And it was, uh, it was just the coolest experience, just the typical, you know, smell, noise, speed, just the whole atmosphere had me hooked at just a really, really young age. So my father saw that I was really enjoying this so we started traveling the whole southeast you know while i was in middle school and high school um you know basically nascar back then was just the southeast so you know you'd hit your atlanta darlington charlotte's um you know i probably went to 15 races a year as a really small child i know and my dad would sleep with one eye or drive with one eye open and one sleeping to get me home in time for school. So I started at a really young age and I mean, I can't, I can't imagine life without having this in my blood at this point. So you went hot and heavy early and like I, I was, so I was eight. My dad took me to the bud shootout with my step uncle and he's like, 
uh, yeah, we'll bring your son down. He's young. We'll, we'll do the bud shootout. It'll be quick. You know, if, if he doesn't like it, then that's an hour and a half of his life. And you guys are on with it. But I tell my dad now it's the most expensive mistake that he uh, ever made with me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I don't quite get to 15 races. Um, I try to get to about six or eight a year. Uh, but yeah, I'm from about an hour and a half north of Daytona in Jacksonville, Florida. So Daytona yeah. is where my first experience was. Uh, it's just an incredible place for someone to experience their first race. So, all right. So you, you've been a fan for a long time. Uh, you grew up, you, you were in the military, you're in the Navy. Uh, you came out, you, you I, t- take us from there, right? So you grew up a fan. And then how did that fan Ness, I gotta say that way too often. How did you? How did it transition from you becoming a fan to you becoming a sponsor of NASCAR? Um, well, I mean, it trans. It went from you know being uh, a child that went that loved it um, to leaving my family to going into the Navy, and my love of NASCAR never changed. When I went into the Navy, I would literally go out for, you know, a six month cruise in the Navy. And then I would come back for a year and I would just, you know, our day would end about three o'clock on a Friday. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to North Wilkesboro back then it was racing or, um, or, you know, the normals, the Charlottes, the Atlantas, the Darlingtons, all of those, I would leave on a Friday at three go to the track, sleep in my car, watch all the races that weekend, and then drive back. So that was through the Navy. Um, and then as I got out of the Navy and started a family, it never it never stopped. It was still, it wasn't 15 a year, it, but it's always been at least eight to 10 races that I've gone to every single year. Um, and then as I got into, you know, three or four years ago uh, with our company, I'm like, I want to just, I want to just take this to the next level. So, um, in December of 2019, I, I was on Twitter and I'm like, and I don't know why I did this, but I was like, um, you know, I want to do something for some people that maybe are having rough times. So I think I sent a tweet out that was something like, if you guys are, if, if there's some people that are having hard times, um, I want to pay for, you know, I think I did, I think I said five, I said there, I think, you know, if there's, I don't want to hear all of your personal stories, but if I can make five people happy, um, you know, and their significant others, then just tell me a little bit about something about what I can do. So I, I sent that tweet and then Jeremy DM to me and said, Hey, you know, this is a really kind thing you're doing. I like to throw some pit passes on there for, you know, your tickets that you're offering. And that was kind of like, okay, wow, that's really nice, you know, because I didn't really expect that. And so him and I hit it off, and this was in 19, we hit it off like brothers right from the bat. And so, and then obviously COVID came in 20. Um, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, and we've got a, I, well, we had a race an hour away in at Kentucky Speedway. So I was like, we've got to do something. We've got to try the sponsorship thing out, you know, cause I've just got this great bond with this dude and he's a small team. So we talked about doing a race at Kentucky Speedway. Now at, during that time, they, they mixed the schedule up to where some tracks that were open would do 
back to back races. So we did back to back. So, well, Jeremy said, you know, hey, we'll we'll do a deal where you can do basically two races. We won't have to change the wrap. We won't have to do anything. We can just run these two races with your your company on the side of our car. So that's where it all started. Um, and from that point on, it's just it's it's been it's been incredible. Um, we had a really good experience that race. So just going back to that Kentucky race. So he finished um, 12th in the first of the two races. And what they did is they inverted the field for the second race, not the whole field, the top 16. Mm -hmm. So here we are in our second race and he starts fourth and something happened to the first three cars. I don't know. And we're leading the race. And we've got airtime. They're just showing our car around the track. For, and it was just a few laps. But I'm like, well, this shit's pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> in our second race and we're getting lap after lap after lap of airtime. And I'm like, this is pretty damn awesome. So um, it just it just gave, you know, the, the problem with that is during that COVID time, you couldn't bring your employees, you couldn't bring your clientele that normal sponsorship allows you to bring. So it was basically just a wrap and airtime. That's all you were relying on during that COVID period because it, it was shut off to the outside world. Yeah. So, Talk a little bit about the, your company and what it's like now be, being a sponsor and being able to bring your employees and your clientele and your partners. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, when we are able to bring, you know, usually per race, we're bringing somewhere around 10 to 15 people, the looks on their faces, it's priceless. You know, you can, these people watch races on TV and it's like left, 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 left. <laughs> Put them on a pit box, 10 feet away from a pit stop, in and out of the pits, race going on in front of them, completely sold, each and every one of them. People that had no interest in the sport before, they're coming back. And I guarantee you they're watching it on TV from there on because people that had no interest in the sport prior to them coming to a race, I'm getting texts from people saying, man, Jeremy did this, did that. Great. You know, have you seen where he's at? And it's, it's, it's just, it's a complete change from people that have not ever been to a race before. Yeah. Really quick. Talk about, uh, that's actually, that's really cool. I don't want to minimize that, but Talk about your company, First Pacific Funding, what you guys are all about, um, you know, just sure. plug what you guys do. Yeah. So we're a national lender. We're a bank. We have 14 locations around the country. And primarily what we focus on is commercial equipment, vehicles, equipment, whatever the case may be with anything business related. And what we do is we're basically an extended branch of these companies that are smaller mom and pop locations that don't have... Okay, I'll just give you an example. So if you go into a car dealership and you want to buy a car, you go into an office and they have a, a finance guy. He works out your term, your warranty, all that stuff. I'm sure you all have bought a car and understand that. So basically what we do is we're not at their branch. We're in our offices and your smaller mom and pop uh, truck dealers, equipment dealers, we will get their customer approved and work out payment terms for them so that they don't have to hire their own guy in-house to do that. So we work with hundreds of dealers around the country and we just basically handle the financing side of their operation. 
Okay. That's in a nutshell. Yeah, yep. sure. Absolutely. Well, my family owns a small dry cleaner down in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm actually up here in Chicago working for a dry clean equipment manufacturer. So we might have to get on the wall after this and talk it yeah. out. So, so you want to buy dry cleaning equipment and you want to work out payment terms on a, on your dry cleaning sure. equipment? Call Steve. I like it. Okay, <laughs> here we go. There's perks to this shit, here right? Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I, I want to get Rory involved here shortly, but uh, another question that I have for you, what do you think, uh, going back to your last comment about bringing clients and partners and such to the racetrack and getting them hooked, what do you think about the current state of sponsorship in NASCAR? That We see these articles come out about the Fortune 500 companies and how many there were in the 2003 Daytona 500 and how many there are now, et cetera, et cetera. What does it mean for a, a small sponsorship like you and, and, and the state of where it's at now? And also, you know, FedEx and, you know, these massive companies that are sponsoring entire seasons for these cup guys. Right. Well, I can't speak for the, the cup side, but I know the Xfinity side, um, it's completely sponsor driven. I mean, you know, with the TV deals, kind of the Xfinity is the stepchild of, you know, uh, obviously cup, but it's, it's tough, you know, the cost of engines, the cost of, uh, just the, everything, everything from, uh, pit crews to entry fees to tires. I mean, on and on, there's just expenses everywhere. Uh, uniforms. I mean, these are all things that I've just learned in the past three or four years. I mean, the, the amount of costs that go into just an individual weekend are massive. You know, when you, when you're putting a 40 to $50,000 engine in your car for just mm. one single race, um, you know, Somebody's got to pay for it. So, you know, you've got that times 34 races a year. Um, so, I mean, there's just a lot of costs involved. And when, you know, when the the driver side, owner side isn't getting, you know, that big of a piece of the pie on TV deals, um, it's, it's, a big, it's very much sponsor driven now. So that's why I have taken it upon myself to try to help you know, and I did this starting in 21 because I work at a desk and I'm also, you know, kind of on the sponsorship side now that I've, I've taken it upon myself to help Jeremy, um, find sponsors because I can help him. Uh, he wears enough hats. I mean, he wears a travel agent hat. He wears an owner hat. He wears, I mean, he, it's the amount of things that he has to do on a weekly basis. I was like, man, let me help you out. You know, I work at a desk, I can shuffle in between my normal day-to-day -day duties and then just try to, through my connections, through 22 years of doing my job, you know, I've got certain industry or certain, not industry, certain geographical locations where, okay, if a race is here, let me just look and see who I've done business with uh, before in this area and try to sell them on, you know, a small role, maybe an associate or something to just... And, and last year I brought on 11 companies this year, it's probably somewhere close to that. So I'm always just trying to do my part to help him on the sponsorship side, because that's what pays the bills mm -hmm. Na, you know, NASCAR alone isn't, isn't doing that. So do you think that 
this new TV deal is obviously it's going to be different for the cup series is going to mean a lot, but what about from your perspective? Is there, is there stuff that you're looking forward to from this? Is it irrelevant? Is it going to help your company specifically? What do you think about the upcoming TV deal? I mean, I think everybody's just kind of up in arms right now and not sure what's going to happen. I don't anticipate it really affecting the, the Xfinity side too much. Now the cup side will probably, obviously they're, they're the ones they're going to, feel the 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 rewards from that if it if it does help but i don't the xfinity side i think it's it's probably always going to be a struggle i mean it, sadly um it's it's it, it just doesn't seem like the the funds get down to that area i mean the cost of first of all the um the payouts on these races is you know it's sad you know, as far as what, what these drivers are making after, after, you know, a first through, well, the first is going to obviously get their chunk, but it's such a sad drop off from the race winner to, you know, 10th, 20th position. I mean, I, I'll just take Portland for example, you know, that is a race that costs roughly 7,000 or more fuel to get to in Oregon. <laughs> Just, just getting there and back, just spending seven grand in fuel. It's one of the lowest paying races out of the entire 34 races. So, and and, and and on top of that, if you have damage, which Portland, I mean, most of the cars came out of there with crazy damage from, you know, hauling into turn one and wiping each other out. So, you know, it's, it's hard to make great money in that in in that series um it certainly costs a hell of a lot of money we don't have the budget of a jrm you know or rcr um so it's it's a challenge you know but we we prosper and we get through it so one last question for me and then i'm just gonna just open the mic up for rory whatever he wants to say whatever he wants to ask (laughs) what but before we get there uh what was the win at daytona like last year i know there was a lot of carnage but jeremy and the 51 crew they show up at super speedways they 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 give them they give the rest of the field uh all that he can give what what did that win at daytona last year do for a team like that a sponsor like you and just a small team in the xfinity series Man, it just pumped a lot of energy into a team because it's a this season the the season is a grind, and you know again you've got all of these teams with these massive budgets and you're just expecting all of them to take position one through twelve every week, but where we prosper is when there's attrition, mm-hmm. and that race and Talladega and it, it, it attrition is a big part of it and Jeremy. You know, every the seas parted several right crashes during that race, and it, and it was you couldn't have written a better script for that race. So I mean, it just pumped a lot of energy into the team. It was another playoff, uh, you know, spot for him. That's back to back, and it, it's just everything that this team needed to uh, you know to just kind of get back on track. So it, it just made those ele- those last 12 races or 10 races. I'm not sure. I can't remember, but you know, just, it made them more meaningful because it just pumped life into a team. That's just always 
facing challenges, you know? Well, self-confidence in anything that you do is a game changer. I'm, I'm a full believer in that. Whenever I'm feeling, whenever I get this jolt of energy and you're feeling good, that's, that's, you feel like you're unstoppable. Oh yeah. Any, and then, you know, task. and then you get, you know, replicas, yeah. you get ring, you know, it's just a lot of things that, you know, the sponsor side of it, it helps us out, you know, because we're like, you know, we can be part of something, mm-hmm. you know, even though we weren't in the car, we, we, we take pride in the fact that we're, we're associated with him and we have things on our desk that we can look at and rings on our finger. We can look at and just remind us of that day, you know? So it, it's badass. So the first, the first day that I met Rory was, uh, he picked me up from the airport in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That's I flew in on an eight seater. I'd never want to do that again, but Rory's got the bush lights waiting for me. Anyway, that, that race that day, was the first day that I met Rory. So Rory, what's up, dude? I know I've, you've been polite. This is twenty minutes. This is a this, record that this you've is, made. It. I was getting ready. To, I was getting ready to say this is straight up record right here. <laughs> you can't make. What's up, dude? Up. What you got? Oh, not much. That was that was fun. You know, we we had the Yeti one ten. We had bush lattes, whatever you wanted back there. It even had some frozen um, Bud Light, some shit. <laughs> things i don't know we threw them up in there and uh it it was quite an adventure you know that night my old lady driving th- almost driving us through a cornfield and stuff Gosh. and she was supposed to be our designated driver and i'm sitting over she there was like, no, she i'm was. getting ready to designate drive because i got my hand i'm like getting ready to whoop this so Derek, going- hold on there steve Derek yoder uh, yep. who, you know, he, yeah. he had us all up for a live stream for Daytona up in Pennsylvania. And we, we all drank some beers over at his house and we're on our way back to the hotel and Roy's wife wasn't drinking. So she, we piled me, my girlfriend, him, his wife pile in his truck. And we're in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania cornfields. Oh, there's Amish God. people, there's buggies and shit. And so we get in the truck and we just start blaring music, right? We're having a good time. And the next thing we, we know, in front of the windshield, out. there's cornfields. And we're like, whoa, whoa. And so she's slamming on the brakes. And we're like, dude, we almost just went straight into a cornfield. But anyway, oh we got gosh. home safe. But it was a it was a hell of a time, that's for sure. It was fun, <laughs> to say the least. We had a blast. Dukes of Hazard shit right there. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound this cool on a podcast, but if you were there, it was it was cool. If we had was, I'm not the greatest storyteller. That that, that yeah. would have been awesome. All right, Rory. I know we we talked about this before the show, but you and Steve align like me. Me too. We just like we just align on a lot of views. What what do you got for Steve this week? So I'm guessing y'all they spend a lot of time on their super speedway stuff because you can tell by how Jeremy Jeremy's a good super speedway guy, and yeah. adding Atlanta into it gives them two more races that mm-hmm. at a place that he kind of excels at runs really good but jeremy's a really good wheel man though as well i mean yeah he he gets everything out of the car in my opinion every week he's somebody that i look to play in dfs when i'm making a dfs lineup because he may start in the back but at the end of the day you know it's a guy that's going to take care of his stuff and get the most out of it and get better throughout the race. I, I feel like uh, at higher tire wear tracks, 
he yeah. he performs really well because he takes care of his tires. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, especially the last couple of years on super speedways, we have some Hendrick horsepower under the hood. So that really that that kind of helps. The, now that's the last two years, um, but just overall, when you're a driver owner, you kind of think twice about making some decisions driving. So if you look at the past few years, as far as laps finished or DNFs, you're not going to find Jeremy, you know, with many DNFs because he, he makes decisions before, you know, he, he gets into certain situations that he doesn't want to be part of. So, you know, when you're, when you're paying the bills on repairing cars, um, you're probably not going to make some of the decisions that you do on the guys in the top 10 or 12 who are just, you know, they're not, they're not paying those, those bills for those repair bills. Um, the, the only bill they're paying is to get in the seat. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah, that's it. I mean, they're not the ones that are having to pay, you know, the frame straighteners and, and this and that. So, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, laps finish, I don't remember the stats, but as far as uh, total laps, um, the last couple of years, I mean, he's been at the top as far as finishing races. So that obviously if you're a driver owner, that's the one key you want to have is being able to finish races and not having destroyed cars. Yeah. And it, it, he won on a road course a number of years ago, right? Yeah. I can't yeah, remember where yeah. it was. Road America. Okay. Yep. Ever since then, I've been all over Jeremy Clements at road courses. And yeah. I, he's, is he like a road course guy? I, I would like to ask him this question, but like, is he, how does he run so well at road courses? Is there an emphasis? I, I guess kind of, kind of not with a super speedway. It gives the smaller teams a better chance to finish at the front. But what's the what's the road course prowess about with Jeremy? I mean, he's really good on braking. Um, you know, he's just a guy that puts himself in good spots. And just, again, going back to he just doesn't put himself in bad situations. He'll kind of let attrition take care of its thing for the first half of the race. And then he's always there for the second half of the race. And we've been bit by so many unfortunate situations in the past few years with pit road penalty. You know, we'd be there right at the end in the top 10. And then there'd be, you know, a crew member touch the ground over the wall or um, you name it, it's happened in the last couple of years. So he has always been there in that top 10 you know, towards the end of the race, but we've just been bit in the last few years with just, you know, pit road stuff that just takes him from, I think he was starting fourth or fifth and he just got sent to the back of the field last year. I don't remember the exact race, but again, it's just been a, a bad luck. But to answer your question, I think it's just, uh, that's just one of the things that he enjoys is those road courses. And just, you know, he's, he outbreaks a lot of people um, and just knows, you know, the passing zones and, and things of that nature. Absolutely. We're always asking for the books to give us just a little bit more, right? Get, yeah. get us to that, that 14, 16, 18th, you know, guy down the board. Cause we, we, we like to tear it apart. And Jeremy Clements is a guy that I bet on a lot, right? I mean, it's, it's just, well, you certainly need to bet on him at Watkins Glen. Cause we've got a little Hendrick horsepower there too. All right. You heard it here first. Hell yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're throwing everything against the wall to get into the playoffs. So Shit, yeah, I love it. So you got, you got Watkins Glen road America, right? 
Is Xfinity yeah, going to Road America? America? Okay, yeah. so we got Road America, Watkins Glen. We got Daytona, obviously, at the end of the season. So And Road America is one of his favorite tracks, obviously, with a win. It's always going to be one of your favorite tracks. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of promise here coming up, for sure. Well, I mean, we're big Xfinity fans. Oh, yeah. I, I went, it's the best I, racing I, there is right now. I'll go, Hold I'll, time out, time out, time out, time out. Rory, sorry. I got to cut you off. Yeah. I tweet all the time. Xfinity series is the best racing in the world. Yes. I mean, it, in yeah. the absolute universe, the Xfinity series is the best. Oh yeah. I, I completely agree. I say it all the time. I've sent it, sent many a tweets on it. Yeah. I, Dude, I, you got carbon fiber bodies. You got young kids, you got high horsepower. You yeah. got, I mean, just inc- and the, the Xfinity car, just the way it drives it, you can just see so much more side by side and beating and banging in these kids that, I mean, not Jeremy, but there's kids that just don't give a shit about anything. And I mean, just getting, it's just, I just love the Xfinity yeah. series, everything about it. And we love them wrecking each other too, because it just brings us up to the front of the pack. So there I mean, just race away, you know? <laughs> All right, Roy, you got anything else? I got one final question, but I'm going to throw it to you if you got anything. Yeah, that, uh, I, I would go to the Xfinity race or the truck race over the cup race, in my opinion. I like the length of it. My kids, they can go yeah. with me. It's it's, it's not yeah. 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 And they get it on and, and move on with it. But um that I don't know. It I heard when Brian come on earlier this year when you come on our show on Wednesday night one night. Yeah. I heard you're you're the guy like the life of the party when you're there at the races. Oh God. Is it true? <laughs> Murphy needs to shut up. <laughs> yeah, we have a good time, man. I mean, I tell you, when you go to a, a track and you're in that atmosphere, like I just forget about all the stresses in life. It's just, you know, that's the thing. It's just, you just forget about everything else. And it's just an atmosphere. I brought my wife to Darlington for the, uh, the throwback race and, Really, we had never, I'd never take, we had never, I, I've take, I took her when we were dating, but I never took her obviously in the position I am now. And she sat on the pit box and she just, she took it all in and she's like, is this how it is every week? <laughs> you know, cause I'm like, the bar was completely raised to a different oh, yeah. level. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of how it is now. And, but she was, it, it was, she was just enamored by the pit crews and the speed and Jeremy had us take a pit crew ride so we were sitting in the pit crew on the pace lap or pit car and during the pace car during the pace laps and she's it was just it was it was probably the most incredible weekend for me as a fan uh just because i got to you know watch my childhood hero his his scheme on our car with jeff bodine uh talked to him for hours at the week during that weekend rode in the pace car during the pace laps you know, and I'm, uh, Jeremy allows me to do the pit sign during the, the races. And it's like, nice. it's like, man, this is just too good to be true, man. Shake, you know, pinch me or something. It's, it was, it's just, it's, it's been an awesome ride so far. My favorite part about you, Steve, is you're, you're still a fan, right? You still yeah. like, you're just talking about your childhood hero, Jeff Bodine, getting to run his, you know, throwback scheme and what an honor it is. And, uh, that's just my favorite part. Cause not that we're in the same position, but we're, we talk about gambling, 
on NASCAR. That's our bread and butter. That's what we do. But at the at the heart of everything, at the end of the day, we're still fans. We still love NASCAR and we still love talking about it. So um, one final question is if you had any advice for someone that has some disposable income, that has a company um, that is just looking to get into the sponsorship realm, uh, maybe they're a longtime fan. I know there's some guys that listen to this podcast that have asked me about sponsorship. Listen, I've got I'm on a, a quarter panel of an ARCA card. Don't be talking to me. So if you had any advice for someone that wanted to get into the sponsorship uh, industry of NASCAR, what would you tell them? Uh, probably just to start small, just do something like you did, do an associate sponsorship, which depending on the team like ours, isn't like bank breaking. It's something where you can see your company that you've worked hard to put on the side of a car, bring clients, bring family, bring, you know, anybody that you feel would, would really enjoy the experience, take it all in, enjoy the race day experience. Um, use that, uh, experience to help market your company. When you go to our website, the first thing you see is Jeremy Clemens, a special sponsor of NASCAR. It's, you know, you can utilize, um, you know, your position by doing a small sponsorship role to help market your business because you're helping to sponsor a legitimate, uh, you know, you're, you're helping to sponsor a legitimate sport and it's, it's just done, you know, a lot of things for our company and you don't have to have a, a, a crazy budget to do something, you know, to start small. So my answer to that would be to just, uh, find a, find a, a budget that works for your specific company and, and just put a small sticker on a car. And then as you see results from that grow, grow and grow. So it's just like anything else you can start small and, and just build it from there. Absolutely. All certainly, right, Steve. With us, certainly with our company, we, you know, put a sticker on the side of Jeremy's car and, and watch that grow with my help. I mean, that's, that's what I do with these people is, um, just because we've been in it for a few years, I can tell people that, that want to come into the sport, you know, how to take that, that specific thing and, and help it grow. So, but yeah, I guess that that's a long, a long answer, but I love it. I love it. Rory, you got anything else? I appreciate your time, Steve. This has been um, great. I, I wanted to hear just a little bit more about your opinion on like the Jim France, Twitter, Twitter okay. comment. Like, cause I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, totally, totally agree. Because I said, ever since Brian left out of there, the sport has went a teetotal different direction than your normal NASCAR, so to speak, as far as like the chase or something like that. Like, it's just, it, it's been right. kind of wild. Right. I mean, obviously Brian was always accused of not being in the track and having a pulse on the sport i get that you want to have your owner involved but then the flip side of that is jim france is coming to the sport with a hundred percent imsa background the cars sound like imsa cars it's i don't you know they move the numbers forward to get the imsa look it's i don't know it's just it's not my thing um the cars sound horrible, in my opinion. I would just miss the the '90s and 2000s of those cars screaming. You know, it just sounds like a wet fart 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just about exactly. to try to, to I don't know what I was going to do, but I went for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's not good, but it is what it is, you know, and all you can do is just support what we got. But I do miss, I do miss the old days of just the sounds of those cars just sounding so stock, you know, mm. but nothing we can do about it. But yeah. I mean, we criticize NASCAR. If, it, if people that listen to our podcast, we know, listen, we are not afraid to talk shit. But at the end of the day, listen, it is what it is. And we're still fans. This is still my favorite sport. I know for a fact it's just Roy's criticizing. It comes off wrong. We're just, <laughs> criti- we're just criticizing. If, right. you know, That's if we were in charge, we wouldn't do it that way. <laughs> well, we'd have a lot more problems than that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, Steve. Thanks for coming on, man. Good luck at Xfinity when, or uh, at Pocono this weekend. What, what's the next race that that your company is on? Uh, Jeremy's car, uh, Texas. Yep, All Texas. Right. We got a Texas scheme, red, white, and blue with the lo- the Texas logo on it. I mean, it's it's gonna be pretty badass. Oh so. yes. Yeah, we got a lot of people coming, and uh, we'll have a hell of a time. So, I appreciate you guys, Mark, Rory. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch, man. Hell yeah! Thank Abs- you. Absolutely, man. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Sure. See ya. All right, part two, Lane Coin, episode 40-something. After we finished with Steve, I totally could have looked that up and got the right number, but I didn't because we don't plan shit. We shoot from the hip here. Um, Roars, you kept your mouth shut. I couldn't believe it until the very last question. Then, then you know, whatever. Had to save that one for last. Yeah. You know, good. that was a good one because I totally agree. <laughs> yeah we had a good time with steve um might see I mean, coin on the 51 I've, you never know yeah absolutely throw it on there i mean i believe though there the ticket prices in nascar i know i know it's some places are more expensive than others and i feel like like Steve said in part one, getting people to the track is more important as far as drawing in viewership and getting somebody attached immediately versus like making it where like you're not so affordable fan. Let's say like you have a family and their dad or whatever started watching it was blue collar and could afford to take everybody to the race and it was affordable. Well, let's say you take the same blue blue collar type family and that kid probably was following his dad's footsteps of being a big NASCAR fan. And now you know basically ran him away from getting young viewer viewership and getting attached to the sport. And you've ran them out of there and now you're just banking and hoping on people to come to like just street races or something. And then once that gets old, like, and it's not a thing, then what, what do you do? Yeah. I, the, all three of us have something in common. Our dads got us in a NASCAR, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but it's, I, I kind of wish I asked him about the younger demographic and how you get them involved and, uh, you know, I would consider you the younger demographic, uh, even though you're old as shit. Um, but I'm 27. Like, I don't have any kids. You got kids. You bring them to the races. I know that your kids love that shit. But it's like, 
is that the best way to get younger fans is to get, you know, for dads to bring their kids and I'm not sexist here. There's just a whole lot more dads that like NASCAR than moms. Okay. It's just factual. Okay. Yeah. 99%, 98.5% of all of our listeners are males. Okay. It's a male dominated sport. You see it in the drivers. Um, you see it at the announcers. The, all, it's all male driven. Okay. So maybe that's the maybe that's the avenue to get new fans. It's just strictly dad goes to the races, brings their kids, and they love it. But I don't really know where you were going with the street race thing. I, I know your dad got you into NASCAR, and I think you've done some street racing well, back in your I, hoodlum days. I'm just talking about the street course, you know. Deal. Oh, I, I'm a dumbass. It, I was eating I was eating um very berry sour gummy worms over here while you were talking about that. So sorry. Yeah, street course. Bring it to them. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's cool. It's new. Random dude won you know, from not NASCAR up roots, anything like that. But when does that also run out of steam? I mean, does it? I like, don't know. Like my dad took me to Daytona. Steve's dad took him to Daytona. Where did your dad take you for your first race? Do you remember? Sorry Shit. for my smacking. I'm hungry. That's a good question. Do, are, do you remember your first race? That's how young I was. Is like I'm literally probably Martinsville if I had had to guess. But well, your dad definitely took you to the track. Young, four, yeah, five, you know, five years old at the most probably back then. I mean, I used to watch recordings of races when I was like four or five. Like put the vcr tape back in <laughs> and just watch rewatch races because we always recorded them you know regardless of whether like if we were there or if we were there just always recorded them <laughs> yeah i still record youtube tv shout out to you allows me to record races so yeah uh, i started doing that last year and now i can go back on youtube tv i know they're up on youtube but i can watch it on my tv youtube tv i actually fuck i have a youtube on my tv anyway doesn't matter um yeah svg the random guy that won in the street course coming back for indie road that was just yep. announced today um we've got four foreigners i guess they're foreigners they're four foreigners to nascar we'll go with that that sounds better uh coming to indie road and there's been a lot of momentum rory i want to ask you about this there's been a lot of momentum about nascar going back to the indy oval and the fact that we have and you know did svg winning chicago street allow this opportunity probably did, did justin marks and Trackhouse have this planned all along maybe i don't know but do you think that this momentum going back to the oval in 24 do you think that this and i saw a tweet this is not my original idea i saw a tweet don't remember who tweeted it, but do you think that having this much attraction and this much these all these guys that want to come run Indy Road does that halt the momentum that Indy Oval has for next year? I don't know. Maybe why don't we just run a doubleheader there? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Saturday Road Course, I, Sunday Oval. I think the Indy Road Course is a disaster for these style cars, like. It does one for sure is. Yeah, it does okay with IndyCar or whatever. 
but I really feel like it's more of a nostalgia thing on both parts of Indy, <laughs> almost, so to speak. On the Indy 500, I think, puts on a better show than NASCAR puts on there. I would, I would rather see them pick Kentucky back up. Well, opinion. hold on. Time, time, time I, out. I mean, time, that'd be time, worth time giving them a shot on there just to see if the racing was better. But I can tell you right now, if you think some car probably isn't going to get out there and hit it and dominate this race, you're crazy. Because more times than not, this place produces, unless you can get a green-white checkered type situation. It produces, no. like, a lot of times... Well, not it's just so like Pocono race. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I'm not going to argue that. Like that's. Yeah, but Pocono you go out. to for the party. I've never been to Pocono, but I'm down. But hold on. I've been to some good NASCAR parties. Okay. Talladega, Bristol. And I'm not knocking Indianapolis. Great facility, everything about it. All I'm saying is, is. I believe it would take one hell of a show bringing them back. I think they are going to come back to the Oval next year. I think me too. Can I? I Can I? Can I? Do you want me to ask the question again? Works. So if they put on a good show and product, then I'll be all on board on it. But I have that wasn't my question. My question is. (laughs) Don't get mad at me. Do you think that these newcomers, these foreigners to NASCAR coming in to race Indy Road in a couple of weeks, do you think that halts the momentum of going back to the Oval? I don't think so. I do you think, think we're going back to the Oval? No matter I what. think if they've already had it in the works and already planned it, yeah. this ain't going to change it. Yeah. It's it's not confirmed, but it's confirmed. Whatever, whatever you guys want to take that as. It's yeah. happening. All right. Well, we're going to Pocono this weekend. Um, we had Nat- New Hampshire in Nashville. We had New Hampshire last week. Sorry about the, the episode quality. It sucked. Uh, you know, we just, I mean, it's a land coin. I mean, what, what else do you expect? Rory's eating a steak with his hands right now to go that his wife brought him. I'm eating sour gummy worms, very berry trolley crawlers. Um, yeah, we're in the mobile, mobile studio up here in Chicago. My girlfriend and my parents are coming tomorrow fired up about that going to cubs cardinals anyway i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about new hampshire last week uh true x post p and q at 350 plus 350 three and a half to one cash that my biggest wager of the weekend was true x top three at minus 105 cash um and monday martin monday marty marty on mondays continues to be a thing um and truex man some of these races that he's won have been stinkers and some of these races that he has not won have been stinkers like darlington earlier this year led a shitload of laps didn't win um there's just been i can't remember uh new hampshire last year led 170 something laps didn't win there's just been a lot of these martin truex jr races that um that he's stunk up the field, which is cool as a gambler. That's, that's all we could ever want. <coughs> However, um, his burnouts have to be in question. I, everyone's seen the picture of him at furniture row and the quarter panel are just bent back from all the rubber and shit getting thrown up. And, you know, 
the tire coming apart and fucking up the quarter panel or the yeah and he he does it again like the quarter panel doesn't move at new hampshire but he tears the tires apart he, there's got to be something fucked up in the back end of that car like do you think that there's that he's cheating or do you think that that's just his celebration <sighs> don't know unless they just let you go through there cheating how how you can really get away with a whole hell of a lot of anything now unless you have something really rigged up and then you're taking a big chance or or they're just they just let whoever through stages because it's scripted cheat (laughs) i mean really what else nascar is not rigged but chase elliott will win before the playoffs just just so you know yes it's happening i don't know where but it's happening and if and if he hasn't won by daytona you bet your sweet ass i'm putting my entire 401k on chase elliott 10 to 1 at daytona it's happening at 12 to 1 whatever anything 10 to 1 or above it's happening anyway um he stunk up the show or he stunk at new hampshire last week larson actually had a pretty decent car but all last week I, i was just preaching chevy dude preaching hms preaching the five preaching the 24 larson i looked like a big ass dummy Larson, in my opinion, I felt like what hurt him the most is a stage break when he couldn't just run out the two tire stop that got him all the track position. Yeah. But like he lost a couple spots on pit road, but he was in the top three after that in the in third stage. He was in second at one point. Yeah. By the way, I had an exacta. Martin Trex Jr. first, Kyle Larson second, thirty to one. Missed by one spot. Obviously, all those cautions at the end. And where the hell did Joey Logano's speed come from? Anyway, sorry, Rory, I cut you off. Bullshit, uh, Forbes. You never know with them. That's what's so hard about this is you never know where Ford is going to stack up. On well, where are they going to stack up this week? Same thing. I have no fucking idea. Me either, dude. And there's been – all right, listen. The same dudes – not not all of them, but the same dudes that were on – Ryan Blaney at Charlotte are also high on the Fords this week. I saw someone take fucking Almarola 200 to 1 as a good bet. I'll tell you like this. Kevin Harvick would be the only person coming in here that I would have confidence in running top 10. Like going in with no no looking at anything. Hell, you can throw his practice and whatever the hell out. They'll, they'll find a, some way. He, he's, they just get it. Get it done. Yeah, Kevin Harvick's on a elite. He's in a league of his own. We talk about it every week. He's not a part of uh, Stuart Haas. I mean, that the rest of the fucking team. Whatever the hell they got going over there versus the other side is all crew chief. Yeah, because and some and not knocking Kevin Harvick, but you still got to put a fast race car underneath. Yeah, but it's a combination of Rodney Childers and Kevin Harvick and yes. and and car chiefs and engineers and the whole four team. The four team is a team on its own. The rest of Stuart Haas, I don't have any words for it. They suck. But yeah. in Almarola, yeah, 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 whatever. He had a good race at New Hampshire. <coughs> but listen, they can't get lugs tight. All right. I mean, fuck. It's even the pit crew it stinks. So 
I don't know what everybody sees in the Fords. I, I even on Derek's show, Wednesday NASCAR betting preview show, I even asked, hey, anybody out there that's on Ford that wants to back Ford, come up here because I I've seen tickets, but I haven't seen anybody give me a good explanation on why. Why Ford? Because it because it was random speed at Charlotte, Blaney, yeah. and good speed at Gateway. Like, were we banking on a random speed? I mean, come on. It's more so Blaney and Harvick on a, I would say more so showing out. Then Keselowski, Logano, they're mixed in there. They, they show out. They don't. And then the rest of Ford is like a steaming pile of dog shit for the most part, other than your Michael McDowell, like up there in the playoffs right now, driving. Yeah. You, you nailed it. So I'm looking at Highline betting's model. The first Ford that's on here is Kevin Harvick in 10th, Blaney in 12th, Logano 15th, Keselowski 16th. So yeah, you were pretty spot on. Um, (laughs) And I haven't even looked at, his model like to the T where I remember every where everybody is. Like, so Ford's Ford's got a quarter of the field, maybe thirty percent, thirty five percent of the field. They have four drivers in the top twenty in Highline's model. Four. That ain't thirty five percent, I can tell you that. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. They're slow as hell. Let's see about uh all right, this is Total speed rankings from iFantasy Race. Shout out, Ryan. Season to date at conventional ovals. The first Ford is Harvick in fifth. Blaney in seventh. Oh, you got to go a long way. Logano, 15th. Brad K, 16th. Busher, 18th. So they got five in the top 20. It ain't, it, it's, it's, it's looking bleak for Ford. And I just, I, I, like Logano had a good run at Auto Club. I'll give it to him. What else? I mean, I don't know what you're looking at if you think Ford's going to be fast this week. So, anyone listening, feel free to tweet me. Feel free to talk shit. Feel free to do whatever you want. Feel free to DM me. We can talk about it. I'm 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 down to pivot. I'm probably I'm definitely not going to. It's got to be something really fucking good for me to pivot. God damn it! I didn't. I didn't cut you off earlier, but I am now, and I don't even remember now. I was going <laughs> to ask to cut you. me off. <laughs> I was going to ask you something about how you felt about a damn thing. And now Fords Highline. No, it was the, the Toyotas. Yeah. Like I know they're going to be fast. It's just a matter of, like Martin Truex is having a hell of a run going right now. And there's no worse place than this place to get doomed <laughs> at thinking you have the guy. I've seen more people lose this fucking race. That's dominating favorite and some stupid shit happens. Than well, in the Toyota's, Toyotas have been fast, and they were obviously fast last week. Truex stinker. Um, Truex has been really fast this year. Best car at Darlington. Let me pull that sheet up again. Best car at Nashville. Best car at New Hampshire. Second best car at Kansas. Third best car at Dover. 
fourth best at Vegas. I mean, Truex has been on a a heater, man. And after Denny Hamlin just posted a fifth place total speed ranking in New Hampshire, he now has the number one total speed ranking on ovals this year. He he leaped Byron because Byron had a – why do I keep wanting to say stinker? I don't know why that's this hellacious stinker. That's going to be a hellacious stinking number <laughs> one of these days. Uh, yeah, Byron's performance was dog shit. But Hamlin – has leapfrogged him. So, and Hamlin has a very, very good track record. I figured out what I was going to ask. Oh, you it wasn't Toyota. That, now that we've gotten, it is about Toyota. How much do you think the tape help? Tape help last. Okay, year? that's a great question. So, it's two and a half inch length piece of tape. Then he made a joke about it. He's probably trying to downplay it uh, on his podcast, and. Did it help? Yeah. Was it like, did he stink up the show? No. Him and Kyle, they didn't stink up the show. Um, I mean, they, they Denny only led the 21 laps last year. I think Kyle led. I, actually, I think JGR led like 104 but, out of the 160. But you have to take into consideration they could get through the field quick. Yeah, that's probably true. They had better uh, dirty air speed. Yeah. Right. I think it helped. I don't think it's going to, I don't, I, I think if they were the first and second best car, I think there'd be the third or fourth best car. Maybe but, it helped with passing, not putting yeah. quite as much dirty air on the front of the car. Cause they could, yeah, so they could it, get, they could get through quick. Yeah. But they've now, also, listen, now they've also, when they okay. got up against Ross Chastain being out front, they couldn't get by Ross. Yeah. Well, trying to think here until i don't know what, i don't know what to make of it I don't until know asshole ran him up into the marbles and wrecked the whole fucking field <laughs> hey, we're big on ross we'll talk about it in a little bit denny you hamlin has I'm led a lap yeah that dickhead yeah. yeah you fuck off uh denny hamlin has led a lap in the last eight races at pocono the last 11, 10 races that he's finished that he has not wrecked in. He's led a lap. Last 10 races. That's wild. He's got one, two, three, four. Jesus. Five, six wins in his career at Pocono. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten top threes in his career. 33 races. Wow, that's a lot. We used to go to Pocono twice a year. Yeah, I oh, now Roy's drinking out of a two liter. Man, you are a child at heart. I love it, dude. Eating steak with your hand out this, of a to go box and drinking a two liter Mountain Dew. Well, this was for the children. They didn't touch it. It was my last resort because I don't need any more beers. I got to drive home in a minute or two. And That's fair. we're reaching for the old mountain line over here, the food line brand, because I don't buy I don't buy mountain them. Line. I buy them mugs the off brand because they waste so, more of it than they drink. <laughs> you, so you're <clears throat> you're telling me you bought the Food Lion brand of Mountain Dew? Absolutely, dollar twenty five. We're in the economy right now where <laughs> we gotta like make a few decisions. <laughs> my dad during the seven eight nine recession, my daddy say, "We're in a recession, son." 
What the fuck? Fuck a recession, dude. I don't want to hear about no recession. We're in a recession, son. That wasn't even compared to, <laughs> to this. I don't know. The economy's pretty good right now. I mean, mortgage rates are at seven and a half percent. Fuck that. I'm not talking about mortgage rates. This is my getaway. I'm not talking about the economy. Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. Well, let's talk guys that we like this week. We talked about I mean, we talked about Ford, how we don't like Ford. And if you listened, I know there's a lot of crossover listeners. If you listen to the NASCAR betting preview show, I think Ross Chastain's name was mentioned more t- tonight, Wednesday night, than ever before. I mean, we were all over Trackhouse, all over Mi Amigo, all over Ross. What do you think about uh, Trackhouse and Mi Amigo and Ross this week? I, I like both of them. I love to cash that damn Mi Amigo 30 <laughs> plus 3,000. That that would that would be sweet. I mean, I feel like coming in, there are eight guys that you could choose from that you would not be completely wrong with in taking. And then when you get down to me, amigo, it's like we're talking about a guy that I think I feel like is going to be in that top ten, and you're getting this guy at thirty to one coming in. And I also believe that he'll qualify fairly well and i just i i think he runs well at the tracks that he runs well at it tracks he doesn't run well at he's dog shit and he has a track record here like dating all the way back to when he was a rookie yeah he's got some pretty good uh he sat on the pole here in a jgr car back in 2018 maybe that's Um, a pole winner but it, oh, we started third last year. Watch out. Watch out. Watch yeah. the fuck out. We're putting that out. Whoa. That's the official shitbox poll bet of, <laughs> of the week right here. I'm pulling it up. Are poll odds out yet? 3,300. 3, oh, that's getting laid. Give me a second. It might be better somewhere else. I just pulled up most recent care. book that I had. But right. winning qualifier. this is gonna make me want to bet a poll this week. And well, we, we just did. It's Danny Suarez, yeah, 35 to 1 on Caesars. That's okay. getting bet 35. And then what is I know BR had them or in Barstool. Let's see what they have. Yeah, that's the best 35 Caesars. Lock it in, folks. Heard it, it. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Me and me go thirty-five to one to sit her on the pole, not a pole, not my pole, but <laughs> the pole. I like it. If he sets on the pole, plus three thousand will no longer be available. No, and that's see. I kind of like. I like a matchup over Ty Gibbs with Danny Suarez. I'm not crazy about the out like about taking him outright. It's just really hard for someone like him to win a cup. I'll put it to you like this. If he qualifies well, this is the type of track where if no shenanigans happen as far as strategy wise, like it has in the past at, at certain ones, I feel like it's been less so much since the stage era as far as strategy paying off like it used to back in the day i think you had it's got to fall at the right lap where people can baby the car 
and get a few extra laps gas mileage or something of that nature or some missed time pit stop that just comes at the wrong time when like they just took a two tire stop and they need four now and maybe some people didn't need four that needed that just need two and then they get out and clean air and clean air here i think pays off yeah and there is some strategy at Pocono. I mean, there's some guys that if you're at the front of the field, you can pit before the stage and come back out on the lead lap. That's possible. You got to be in the first couple. You got to be really close. The field's got to be strung out, but it's possible here at Pocono. Yeah, absolutely. So we might see some stupid shit, but maybe not. Maybe we can get some good stuff. Sorry, I'm smacking again. I'm eating more very berries. <laughs> absolutely. Ross I mean, Chastain, 12 to 1. Yeah. What the fuck is that, Books? What is that? I know he's bet down to 10 to 1 on Barstool. I think he's still 12 to 1 other places. What are you thinking? Like, what? What? Listen, Kyle Bush, they're both. All right, Kyle Bush, Ross Chastain, they're both in very similar spots this week, in my opinion. Yes, Kyle Bush has two wins. He's got a win at Auto Club and a win somewhere else on a mile and a half. And. Sorry. I should really stop talking while I'm eating. I'm done now. Kyle Bush is California, Talladega, and Gateway. Gateway, that's right. Okay, so it wasn't a mile and a half. But uh, Ryan from WinTheRace.info, he is including a ton of tracks. This is just a little side note. Auto Club, Vegas, Dover, Kansas, Darlington, Charlotte, Gateway, Nashville. That's his true performance rank. So I'm not crazy about it. I'm usually pretty crazy about these true performance ranks every week. And I shout him out all the time because I use it, but I'm not using it this week. Danny Suarez, he's got his like the 18th best car, and I don't like his contract. So that's neither here nor there. Anyway, uh, you guys, I'm not Daniel telling you not Suarez to use. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not telling you not to use win the race, but I'm not using it this week. Go ahead, Roy. I love me some Mi Amigo. I cashed him at like plus 450 last year, top five. Stupid price. Well, I think he's. He's not quite 450, but I think he's somewhere around there. He ought to be on up there. Like, Let's I don't see. mind taking him at at that. 450, at there it is, kid. Danny Suarez, top five. Let's roll it back. Run what? It back. Another one? Wait, let me finish my con- – don't cut me off. Let me finish I'm this conversation about that. Kyle Bush. Yeah, and Kyle. Ross Chastain. Kyle so, Bush is going to be good this week because Tyler Reddick was good here okay. last year. All right, so was Ross. So exactly. here's my point. Okay, here's my point. So we've seen Kyle run well at where Reddick ran well last year, and also we can parlay that with Kyle Bush being really fast at Pocono over the years. Okay, not going to rattle stats. Trust me, he's been good here, really good. I mean, fuck, he won the race a couple years ago with stuck in fourth gear or whatever he was only had third and fourth anyway didn't have third so they're in didn't have third whatever so both on fairly new teams we don't have a lot of data with these guys in this car ross chastain the only thing he doesn't have over kyle bush is the history of pocono and the finish last year everything else is pointing to ross chastain having actually better numbers than kyle bush even at even at Auto Club, Ross Chastain had a better car than Kyle Busch for eighty percent of the race, and then the last half of the third stage, Kyle Busch just dominated. The, whatever changes they made, 
Kyle Busch had the fastest car, won the race. The fastest car won the race. He was fast when it counted. But the fact that the books are going to put Kyle Busch at half the price as Ross Chastain is mind-boggling. Like, because there's still, Rory, there's still the chance that Kyle Busch shows up with a 15th place car. We've seen that. I mean, yeah, we've seen it out of Ross. But what I'm trying to say is here, they're very similar spots this weekend. I think they're, they're, they, it could go one of two ways. It's 50% chance, 50-50, that one of them is going to be good, one of them is going to be bad. You know, Both of them could be bad, both of them could be good. I think they're, they're very similar, and the books think that Ross Chastain has half the chance to be faster than Kyle Busch. So I'm all like, over 12-1 Ross Chastain. I like Ross's chances this weekend. I want to say Ross has always been good here, even in trucks, Xfinity, you know, whatever. I think he has some top fives here. If not, he's won the trucks here because I won money on him. So there you go. I I think he knows how to get around this place and he likes it. And I think they're going to have a fast ass race car. Both of them. I think so too. I think so too. Everything that I'm looking at that I'm weighing this week. Um, absolutely. Love track house. Um, what else you like on the board? You like anybody else at the top of the board? How, what do you think about your boy Larson this week? Once again, not a lot of people talking about him. Yeah. I, I think he has it. If anything resembles what that California car was like, and that car was fast. It couldn't, that was the car that, he had the electrical issue or whatever yeah. and then came out and ran the fastest laps for like half the race. And this is a place that he has ran very well at dominated, had the right front blow out that one year when he was getting ready to win in 21, when he was getting ready to win four races in a row. I mean, he, he's definitely a top five candidate for this. I think it just with all the JGR steam, that has picked up here lately. I think he's kind of being forgotten about. And if I had to choose anybody under 10 going into this race, I would put money on him right now at the best value under 10 spot. In my opinion, even over Kyle Busch. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Okay. I mean, cause what are we talking about here? A guy that could possibly pull it. And then whatever his odds. <laughs> six and a half. Six, and six way, and a half. If he pulls it, it's it's dropping because you got Hamlin Truex at five. Larson would definitely go off at four to one being Larson on the pole. Yeah, but everyone else would most likely come back. Yeah, they're going to come back some. But Larson's definitely going off at four okay, to yeah. one. No, pole. I don't think he's getting cut in half. I don't think no. I don't think I he's going for. Think so. I think, be, I think it's gonna be five or six. Maybe five or six. It might not go no lower than five, just being that it's Pocono and it's a fucking and Cup Series. What stupid not. shit. But <clears throat> I could definitely see him shaking some heads. He goes out and pulls it here. Let's. You want to talk trucks? You down for trucks? Sure. Fuck yeah. I. I love a couple truck plays this week. Like, absolutely salivating over here. Hellacious. Let's talk about Corey Heim. Finishes, what did he finish? Top three last year. 
ex, uh, truck debut. Let's see. Pocono. Finished fourth in a KBM truck last year. Had a bunch of good runs uh, in the select starts that he got last year. Uh, so anyway, okay, wait. Corey Heim, top five, plus 150. It's plus 130 on Caesars. I got it at plus 150. Not claiming to move that number, but I did absolutely slam a jamma. Corey Heim has led more than 30 laps in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven truck races. 30 laps or more. Okay. One mid Ohio. I know it's irrelevant. Uh, fourth at Nashville, second at Charlotte, second at Kansas, one Martinsville. Fourth at Vegas. A lot of top fives there. And uh, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, last seven races, uh, his finishing position has been single digits. That's all I need. I need a top fiver from Corey Heim, plus 150. And uh, I saw someone tweet it out, and this was my theory before the season started. This one actually did come from my brain. Tricon is getting the same amount of funding from Toyota that KBM got, but they just have four trucks and the 11 truck is getting what Kyle, but KBM got the 51. Okay. That's my theory. And I thought that all of Tricon was going to be really fast this year, but it's very evident that they're only going to have one or two really fast trucks and really most of the time, only one. And that's Corey Heim. And yes, Kyle Busch is in the field. Ross Chastain's in the field. Christopher Bell's in the field, which I don't think Christopher Bell. Full Tank Phil is all over Zane Smith. Uh, Christopher Bell over Zane Smith. I'm on the opposite side. I'm a Zane Smith truther, and I don't think that the 61 is going to be that good. So I mean, it's going to be good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's going to be that good. What do you think about Heim, and what do you think about maybe another uh, truck player too? I think all the cup regulars in this make it very difficult. Well, that's First why off outright to, or the top three, top five. But, but if any, there's only two truck series drivers that can win a race with cup guys in it, in my opinion. I mean, Zane Smith has done it before, and Corey Heim, I believe if he hasn't already done it, I, I would have to go back and see who was in, what races has he won? This year, Heim, Mid yeah. Ohio, Martinsville. Kyle Busch was in the Martinsville race. Okay, yep. And I was a we ran half the laps under caution, but yeah, that happened. And he won somewhere else, right? Last week, Mid Ohio. Yeah, two okay. weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So he's only got two wins. Yeah. Damn, I thought he had more than that for some. Well, reason. he's second at Charlotte, second at Kansas. I think he, yeah, he led. Uh, well, here you go. 82 at Martinsville, 66 at Darlington, 13 at Kansas, 75 at Wilkesboro, 49 Charlotte, 57 Nashville, 30 what's, at Mid-Ohio. What's his top three price? Um, it's probably know pretty good. Yeah, I got it right here. Plus 250 on Caesars. Huh. I like that. See, I when you got Kyle Busch in the field – and I'm usually a Kyle Busch truther. I'm usually like Kyle Busch plus money truck race slam it, which he's going to be in a couple of parlays this week, plus one fifty. But when he is in the field, Chastain's in the field, Christopher Bell's in the field. They're the top three favorites, and then you got the truck regulars starting at 
eight, nine to one. You got to look at the top three market, the top five market, because not all three, Chastain, Kyle Bush, and Christopher Bell, are going to finish one, two, three. It's just not going to happen. It's probably never happened. I mean, it probably has, but it's not going to happen. I'll put there's no way. If there was a betting line, the answer is no. The answer is no. Okay. The answer is yes to no. No, no, no. So there's opportunities. So while you're getting, you know, time of Jeske at two to one for a top five and, you know, 17 to one outright, 20 to one outright. Got guys like Nick Sanchez, 20 to one. Watch the fuck out. You got to look for these. And I'm not saying bet Sanchez 20 to one, 23 to one, Caesars boost. But it opens the door for a top three and a top five. And that's what I like about betting trucks when Kyle Bush is in the field. I mean, Christian X has had a Ekus has had a fucking rocket this year for most parts. I mean, he struggled at a few places, but track types like these, like in my opinion, somewhere that you more speed, mile and a half, like not short track, inter like real smaller, like the inner intermediate type versus this. I mean, he he races well pretty much everywhere now, but I feel like he's a candidate at two two twenty five top five. I'm curious what a couple of other places. Caesars is usually early to the punch on yep. on these. I'm curious to see what like three sixty five or somewhere throws out, but. That's not a bad price at all for a really fast ass race truck. Yeah, and he's either top three or bust. Uh, Going recently, third, twenty third, second, twenty fifth, thirtieth, first, thirtieth, fifteenth, thirtieth, first. It's either top three or bust for Christian Eckes. I mean, all I'm basically talking about here is yes, Nice puts a very strong truck underneath Hosevar, if not the strongest truck every single week, even when Ross comes over. I feel like he's in the second second fiddle truck to Hosevar just because Hosevar, I think, brings that much money to Nice. And he's the full-time guy. And he's also probably getting ready to move up. And I just... I feel like there's some truck guys that definitely could sneak up into that top five here with some pretty decent odds. And you also can go down. I haven't looked at matchups over there, but it wouldn't take long to see. I got the shit pulled up. I mean, if the stupid fucking thing. Oh, yeah, it'd help if I get out a cup. Yeah. All right. Damn, Corey Himes running Xfinity too. Shit, there got him matched up with Sheldon Creed. The got to be in a sandwich. Oh my god, he is. (gasps) This might be a slam a jam, dude. Wasn't Hosevar pretty damn good here last year? Or was he? Or did he just have the Charlotte truck spent chassis or whatever, and he shit the bed? I thought he was running up in the top five last year for the most part. He finished fifth last year. Okay, he did have third in stage one. Yeah, he did have a pretty good, pretty good little truck. 
One, so one, I, one that I see, and this is straight up off of what I've seen equipment-wise. I love Parker Kligerman, but you can get Stuart Freeze in minus one thirty over Parker Kligerman on Caesars. Yeah, we don't know what races Stu's <clears throat> going to show up to. Like, I think it was Charlotte. He had a really fast car. He won Texas last year. Yeah, that's just when is he going to show up? So Highline has Kyle Busch first, Corey Heim second, Hosevar third, Sanchez fourth. Austin Hill fifth in the Spire truck. That's interesting. And then Chastain and Bell and Zane. So, do you find any matchups you like in in, uh, trucks? Well, Caesars is the only place that I've seen. Oh, you said Stu over. I'm an idiot. I mean, it's just one of those things where Kligerman has had all kinds of mechanical issues with that truck. Now you could be just taking a chance and this, they might finally get it right. And not have anything go God, wrong. I just keep fuck. I, I keep getting trucks and Xfinity mixed up. Like I'm, I'm picturing big machine racing the whole time you're talking about this matchup, but he's in the Henderson Motorsports 75 truck, which great on road courses with no live pit stops. But I'd take a veteran Stu Friesen all day in that. I like that. Minus 130. What is Cas Growler in this week? Sam Hunt. And Trucks? Oh. No, Tricon. Is he? Yeah. And the one? Yeah. Huh. Let's see what Highline's got him at. Do, do, do. Cas Growler, 21st. Not, not great. Oh, he's got Endfinger 20th. Oof. I kind of like Corey Heim minus one fifteen over Ross on Bat Rivers. Yeah, but it's just I don't um, know. I'd rather take Heim for a top five at plus money. You know what I'm saying? Than yeah. take him against Ross. That's true. I'm just spitting out something that kind of caught my eye. that. Yeah, I just yeah, feel yeah. like Ross is kind of hit or miss. You know, and it could be one of those weeks where he hits and whatever but like i said i'm i'm in my mind Corey heim if his truck's good enough i think he he might be good enough to beat <laughs> these yeah i guys. completely agree and he's uh, sitting at 11 to 1 which is a hellacious number yeah but the, the, that that's the beauty about kyle bush being in the field about ross chastain and christopher bell being in the field austin hill in the field this is what it gives us guys that have been running really well. Corey Heim, perfect example, at a huge number, right? If they're not in the field, he's three to one, right? Yeah. So, all right, let's talk X. What you think about it? <clears throat> I think by what I've seen out of JGR, and I know JRM won this race last year. Noah held off Gibbs. But cash, I just, yeah, I cashed it too. It, that was a good weekend. Pocono was a damn good weekend. But I just feel like Gibbs right now is at the top of the game in Xfinity Series. And I, I think there's a possibility somebody else, you know, yeah, they can win on any given week. But 
at this I mean, point, who the hell's in the who's in the nineteen car this week? Actually, great question because I haven't looked at a whole lot of Xfinity. I just I don't know if they have an entry. They have to, right? I'm looking at the I don't have the entry list in front of me, but I'm looking at the rankings and I don't see I don't see nobody. Let's okay. see. Let me let me let me let me pull. We need to know this because. John Hunter is going to be at the front. He's just at a shitty number, even with Chase in the field. Oh, fuck. Connor Mozak. Huh. No, dude. That, fuck. This ain't a good track for. It's irrelevant. Let's see if he's on high lines. Shit. I, I got to squint. Oh, he's got him 31st. Are you sure it's Mozak? I think Chandler Smith's going to be good. He won last year, didn't he? In the trucks. In the trucks. That's right. Wow. It is Connor Mosek. Mm. I don't know about all that noise. So Sammy he's got, Smith. Sammy Smith's one to watch. Yeah, big number. He's they've got Caesar's got him matched up against your boy, Sam Mayer. Uh, kind of like Sammy. Sammy there a little bit. Where Which did Mayer finish last year? Thought it for some reason he ran. Pretty decent. I mean, Chase Elliott's in a 17. That fucking thing's going to be... They got to get this man a win to get some momentum. I don't give a shit. Sixth. Sam Mayer finished sixth at okay. uh, Pocono last year. I mean, Chase... I think Chase gets around this place pretty good. He's had some top fives here. Finished... Won the race... Last year in Cup, due to but <laughs> he won the race. Don't don't take that away from him. Don't think he didn't either, because he fucking think, won the race. Don't think that <laughs> couldn't happen this year with him running third. <laughs> and NASCAR is like, what are we gonna do now? Let's just DQ the first two. God, could you? Okay, take 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 Chase Elliott missing all those races, and he finishes third at Pocono. Doesn't have a win. And they DQ the first two. Do you know? Oh my God, the tinfoil hats that would come out. God, that would be fucking funny. That would be the greatest oh, story shit. ever. That would be pretty good. All right. Well, ever. I want to talk about this how much I love Corey Heim in the trucks and how much I hate him in Xfinity. He's in Sam Hunt car. Sheldon Creed minus 130 over Corey Heim. Oh, I mean, boy. this is straight up. Uh, excuse me. That's how much I care about this. This Here is we straight up. Can go again with Creed, though, dude. I don't him in a matchup. You don't dude, care. this uh, is strictly uh, equipment matchup, dude. I, yes, I am laying a slammer on Creed over Corey Heim, dude. The Sam Hunt cars are not good. They're not good. Kaz Grala had the best car they've had all year last week. I'm not arguing that. I'm just messing with you. It's like, <laughs> do we want to go through the fucking pain with Sheldon Creed? No, not really. I don't. All right. Well, let's go um, grid rival, and then we'll do shit boxes for each series. We'll parlay them together, and we'll have ourselves a good night. How about that? Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Roy's eating more steak. All right, uh, we went three for five last week in Grid Rival. Um, three for five is not going to win it for us. We, we're like 30, 35 points down. Uh, three for five is not going to win it. We got we got to have a couple more. That means we gained uh, nine. 
We gained nine points. Yeah. We yeah, were we did. 44 back. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we're we're moving in the right direction, but that's not going to win it. There's going to be guys that go four for four or four for five. Um, our boy Derek's up there. My the parent company of Skybox. My boy's in like let's see, hold on. Oh, he slipped a little bit. My boy's in eighteenth. Uh, he's uh oh Jesus, fifteen points out. Anyway, um, he's got a chance. Derek is tied for seventh. Wow. That's pretty damn good. We're anyway, sweeping this week. Dude, there's some tough ones. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a couple tough ones. but All, all right, right. Let's, st- let's kick it off. Kevin Harvick, Bubba Wallace. I mean, I don't think yeah. we really need to talk about this one. <laughs> Rodney Childers. Yeah, Rodney Childers. Or Booger. Or whatever. No, uh, what's his name? Booty. Booty Barker. Yeah, yeah, Booty. <laughs> I laugh every time Rory picks up this fucking mountain lion two liter. <laughs> Man, some vodka with this would be on point. Oh, is that right? That does sound pretty good. Vodka, Mount, Tito's Mountain Dew, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, the next one. Drop if you're. Yeah, a- shit. Some uh, yeah. what's Dale Junior's vodka? Oh wait, it's on my shirt. <laughs> it's on oh, my fucking right. shirt. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. High Rock Vodka. I'm wearing a Landon Huffman High Rock Vodka late model shirt. I'm such an idiot. Look down, Mark. Um, all right. Well, the next one I don't think we need to talk much about either. It's Christopher Bell versus Ross Chastain. Christopher Bell and Ross? Yeah. Totally, Ross. Have yeah, you seen uh, Christopher Bell's pit crew? <laughs> Dude, it was so bad last week. Jeez. Let's see where. Uh, oh, I meant to go through uh, Highline's rankings. Oh, I did. I can things. see it now. He'll have a top five car. No, dude, I don't want to hear that. And have all to right, pass uh, and make Kevin the Harvick. Passes. This is Highline. Kevin Harvick tenth, Bubba thirteenth, uh, and then Ross Chastain second, Christopher Bell eighth. Okay, we're in alignment so far. Next one, interesting. Danny Suarez versus Alex Bowman. And I'm pretty sure Phil was talking about Alex Bowman, the showman, and how good he's run at Pocono. And didn't he win the race when Larson blew a tire and hit the wall? Wasn't it Bowman? Yeah, they made a two-tire stop, got out in clean air, and he held on on there at the end. Yeah, so what do you think? I mean, we got to go me amigo. I don't know. Highline's got Amigo ninth, Bowman fourteenth. Yes, me Amigo. Okay. I mean, I We're... think I think Bowman could be a shocker. You know, I mean, that's how he got the nickname Hack. I mean, <laughs> no, you know who's gonna be a hack if he wins this week is Christopher Bell. I will, I will not be happy if Christopher Bell wins this week. All right. Um, next God, matchup. I feel like I need to go back Christopher Bell. No, dude, stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. We're not betting Christopher Bell this week. I'm going to clip this if he wins. God, that would suck. That would suck so much dick if he won. All right. Uh, Tyrone Gibbs versus Recky Spinhouse. This is an interesting one because Recky 
Recky's had some good races this year, my fellas. He had an 18th best speed ranking last year. And Ty Gibbs sucked, by the way. He had like 30th place car, literally finished 18th because of the, the lap 18 caution. But uh, Ty Gibbs has been so bad. I faded him with a Danny Suarez matchup on the preview show, which I really liked that one. And Recky had a pretty good race last year. Now, conventional ovals total speed ranking. Ricky 19th, Ty 17th. So uh, it's a little, you know, I mean, I'm just saying Ricky had an 11th place car at Auto Club, Ty Gibbs 20th. I mean, there's a couple things here leading towards Recky. That's all I'm saying. I think I'm going Recky here. Where are you, where are you going? Recky over Tyrone. Oh, man. And if you take tie, then I'm going to have to make a phone call to break this tiebreaker. And that's fine. We can do that. What's Recky's track record here? Did Let's you see. spit that out? Did no, I just I can, miss that? No, no, no. I can tell you his finish from last year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he finished see. 20th, but his speed ranking was, yeah, 18th. But Ty Gibbs was so bad here last year. It's so bad. Yeah, first time out. But and, so, who are you taking? I, I kind of like Tyrone. All right, hold on, I'm Better. making a call. I gotta make a okay. call. Give me a second. Damn it! Damn it! Who are you calling? Let me just text him. Who are you calling? Huh? It's eleven forty-three. Oh, it's eleven forty-three. Oh shit! <laughs> shit! I forgot how late it was. My bad. <laughs> shit! He's got kids too. Oh shit! All right. Well, um, we'll keep that one undecided until. I hear a response. God, I can't believe I did that, dude. He's probably not happy with me. Oh, well. What does coin flip say? Oh, great idea. Great fucking idea. What am I thinking? God, Rory, you're coming with the freaking good ideas. All right. Coin flip generator. Okay. All right. So we're going to go Tyrone Gibbs heads. Uh, Recky tails. Boom. Heads. Fuck me, dude. I don't want to go with Ty. What the fuck, man? All right, we're going with Ty. We're going with Ty. Two to one. We're going with Ty. I might one of my other entries, I'm gonna have to go with Recky. Um anyway. All this right, last matchup. So, um, JGR is gonna be good, I think. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he's fair. gonna gonna have a a nice little race. All right, that's fair. All right, last like matchup. Damn, my damn. Um, I drink IPAs up here because my coworkers huh? do. We go to the bars, and uh, I can taste every single drop of that IPA I drank earlier. It's kind of disgusting, but anyway. All right, last matchup. Brad Kezatowski and Ryan Berlaney. I'll let you go first. Battle of the Fords. Battle of the 15th place car this weekend. Uh, 
I could state a case for either one. I agree. This is, I this agree. is more so what, what side do you think? I think Ryan Blaney would be more popular. You think? Yeah, with the general public, yes. Yeah. Yes, and I think so. I think so. this is probably a good spot you can make up some ground. So we'll on. take Brad. We'll take Brad over Blaney. I'll tell you like this. I think I Brad like can keep I think Brad can keep the damn car clean. They're not gonna make any mistakes and he's gonna get a top ten out of it. Okay. Versus Ryan Blaney could show up with speed to win, but Ryan Blaney also I mean they make so many mistakes, whether it's him, the pit crew, or whatever on pit road. If they nail all of them, he usually has a good day. But it's always some shit. And you know how he passes. He cannot Like pass. dog shit. Yeah. He's a pain in the ass to pass, but he can't pass no damn body else. He's he like Ryan Newman. He's nobody. like fucking Ryan Newman. Yeah, Brian Newman, I mean, his, I don't want to talk about that. Matt Benedetto at Bristol. Bullshit, fucking Ryan Newman. He blocks everybody. He blocks my 100 to 1 outright. He spins at Darlington to completely fuck both of our races. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. That was awful. That was an awful day. That would have cashed the Stu's parlay that day. God damn it, dude. God, it's so infuriating. I mean. All right. Brad K it is. Yeah. We get we talking about Ryan Newman. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't why are we we're talking about not only are we talking about Ryan Newman, we're talking about Ryan Newman in a Rick Ware car. It's no, a Ryan to... it's a Ryan thing. Gosh. Ryan Blaney, Ryan Newman. Stupid Both pain in the asses. <laughs> all right. Let's go shit boxes and let's roll out of here. Uh we're just gonna go quickly, all right? So I'll go first with each one. I'll give you some time to think about what's your favorite play. But I'm actually going to give out. Oh, no, I'm just going to give out one. I'm going to give out one in the truck series. My shitbox bet of the week. It's Corey Heim top five, plus 150. I put way too much money on it. I've got some disposable income this week, so that's good. Um, my local is offering plus 150. He was at plus one fifty. Um, sorry, I, got, I lost my train I got, of thought. You got, got you ready? He was plus one fifty on Caesars. Now he's plus one thirty. I'm sure he's going to be if you can find a top five on another book. Um, but I would still, I would, I would still probably take one thirty. Yeah, I'd probably, t- I'd take one thirty, one twenty five. I'd take that for sure. Roars, what you got? Oh, fuck! I thought I had one, and then I kind of. Let's see what you think. It's, Zane Smith scares the shit out of me. Me too. But it's like Corey, Corey Heim, Hosevar, Bell, Zane Smith, plus 275 is what Heim is oh, in Heim. that group. <sighs> okay, so let's say Zane. It's Zane Bell. Heim and who? Hosevar. Okay, yeah. so Zane could be a rocket. Bell could be, probably not. Hosevar could be a rocket. Yeah. I mean, you're. I, I don't know. I'd just rather take 
Let's go with Christian Eckes plus two twenty five top five. And now that I like. Now that I'm, I'm behind. And and if you have the the opportunity to wait on three sixty five, I don't know if MGMs put sometimes they put top fives out on trucks, sometimes they don't. I'm trying to think of books that I Caesars and three sixty five are the only ones that normally put them out. So I don't know, shop around. I would like to see a three. That would that would be like that'd be juicy for sure. Yeah. I like that. I like Christian Eckes. Okay. Somebody with money that can actually drive. Yeah, I sat next to one of his dad's childhood friends at Wilkesboro and um Oh shit. <laughs> I texted Derek. I said Ty Gibbs or Ricky Stenhouse grid rival. Shit. I forgot how late it was. My bad. He said thank you. <laughs> what the fuck, Derek? <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, man. I know you listen. I'm sorry, dude. Okay, he's typing again. <laughs> anyway, I sat next to one of Derek Krause's dads. Uh, not Derek Krause. Christian Eckes dad's childhood friends at North Wilkesboro. And he was saying that. He's paying his way, but now that he's ran so well, or he was paying his way and he's ran so well uh, in early part of the year that, that he's got some sponsors and he no longer has to come out of pocket. So uh, Christian Eckes, not only does he have outside funding now, but he is, in fact, a wheelman. So yes. I like that. All right, um, let's move to Xfinity. Uh, this is ironic, but I, I know I've already talked about both these plays. Sheldon Creed, minus 130 over Corey Heim. And the, the, it's just the equipment, Rory. It's the equipment. Like, it has nothing to do with Sheldon Creed's bad luck of him having rockets and d- disposing of them. He's run very well. Not as good as his teammate Austin Hill, but he's run very well. And Highline's model has got Creed 10th and uh, – got to scroll a long way. Corey Heim, 19th. And I don't even think this should be a matchup – this should not be a matchup. And the fact that it's only minus 130 is mind-blowing. And I'm all over Sheldon Creed in this matchup. The Stuart Haas, I mean, not Stuart Haas. Well, it might as well be a Stuart Haas because they suck too. Sam Hunt Racing. I, I love what he's doing. Young guy. Got a good-looking wife. But the the speed is just not there. And the speed is there with RCR. So Creed over time. What you got, buddy? Well... I'm thinking me amigo top three plus three forty in the ten car. Where AJ Almendinger finished in he finished in the sixteen, whatever the hell. Kali car fucking fourth last year. So I'm thinking as good as me amigo is and as fast as that ten car has been lately. I give him a shot here. I like it. I was on the 10 car last week with Austin Dillon for a top five. Did not go great, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, he's plus one seven on the top five. If you I like it. Give up, give up a little, little bit, gain a few more spots. But yeah, yeah, I, I think he's totally at 1200 worth a little bit of coin if you don't want to have a lot on this because of chase and being up at the top of the board um sure 
John Hunter, the way he's been running, I mean, I can completely understand if <laughs> you want to go for the three, three Pete here, because it's not like he can't win here. <laughs> I mean, hell, take them all, dude. Shit. Dude, I'm dying. I'm sorry, dude. Derek, I'm texting Derek, and he he said T-Y, and I thought he was saying thank you, and he was saying Ty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I need to go to bed. I'm a dumbass. He said Ty. He said, really, it comes down to who can we trust more, Ty or Recky. Stenhouse has the head-to-head year-to-date 13-8 to for what it's worth if you want to argue it the other way in the speed ranking. I did argue it the other way, Derek, but. We're rolling with Ty. So what you're you the tiebreaker. About? The heads, tails was a tiebreaker. Go ahead. I like what I'm seeing out of cold custard. Cold like, custard, baby. I mean. Let's see what Highline's got him at. Highline has got cold custard. Yeah, P4 on the model. Let's see what Ryan from Win the Race has got him. He's 650 on oh, Caesars. 12th. Win the Race.info has got 12th. But like I said, I'm not crazy about his comps this week. Crazy about them, but they picked up through the years. What he he's had a whole lot more speed lately versus the beginning of the year, where you might have some more comps like California if you threw that in or true. And custard, which I heard last week, has is tied for the most stage wins this year with John Hunter. Who would have thought? He gets Not around me. here. They just had transmission problems last year. He yeah, gets around. We had a really huge. Well. We this is when I this is the first interaction I had with Big Perm was this race a year ago, and we got people saying that his he's got something broke or they got to fix it all night or something, and some people are saying this is Stuart Haas car, and I was thinking that it wasn't a Stuart Haas car and that it was just actual dog shit. Turns out it was dog shit, and there may have been something broken. I don't know. There probably was, but it was the dog shit. We faded the shit out of him last year. So now I'm, I, I, I can I can get on the custard train. I'm probably not going to lay it, but I don't hate it. I'll put it to you like this: I don't really see his pricing changing, but so much with Chase and John Hunter in this, and they're both probably going to qualify pretty good. But if he's in that top five range qualifying, I think if you can still get plus 600 or better like he is right now, I think it might be worth a play. I mean, I, I feel like if this race especially tended to go long run, uh-huh. I think that would benefit him a whole okay. hell of a lot. Okay. I like it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's go to cup and then we're going to wrap this shind dig up and let me find my matchup. Do, do, do. All right. Here's the deal. I'm anti Ford, even though I drive Ford every day, first on race day, but not this, not this week, not this week, not this year. Okay. And I'm Chevy heavy, even though I drive a Ford, which Rory loves to point out. And I'm Chevy heavy. And that means that I'm taking Ross Chastain minus 130 over Joey Slogano this week. That's on Barstool. Okay. They are giving. The books are giving us a car that was been a top three car at whatever you want to look at, except for finishes. 
everything but finishes. Ross Chastain has Joey Logano molly whopped. Okay. Let's just talk about Ross Chastain. Oh, shit. That's the wrong one. Let me pull up my notes. Top three speed ranking last year at Pocono. Led 16 laps. Average running position of 10.9. That's with wrecking out the last 18 laps and starting 21st. I'd say 10.9 is pretty impressive. Um, best car at Auto Club, like I mentioned. Best total speed ranking. Led 91 laps. Kyle Busch is headed at the end. Uh, Joey Logano, on the other hand, you look at Pocono and Auto uh, Pocono last year. Total speed ranking, 26th. Average running position, 21.2. Fast laps, you may ask? Not a single one. Okay. Ford was so bad. I mean, he was so off the pace last year. Blaney wrecked. Cendric wrecked. I mean, it was just an all-around terrible deal. Harvick was the only one. And then he wrecked. <laughs> but yeah, wrecked. yeah. Harvick was up there at the end. His car got better as the day went on. He was, he was not Kezlo- a top five Keselowski had a top ten. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. He did. It was like seventh. All right. Well, what do you got uh, for Cup Shitbox, brother? I'm going with Old Faithful. They keep putting them out at plus money for top five. We keep taking the man with the most top fives in the series. Fast as shit pretty much everywhere, regardless of whether they show up with speed or if they have to adjust on it in the race. I mean, tell him Rory, he resembles, uh, Jimmy. Tell him Rory. They don't quit. Tell him who it is. Rory. Kyle motherfucking Larson. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle motherfucking Rory, baby. Yep. Top, top five plus plus one twenty. Yes, sir. I like plus money and, I feel pretty damn confident with the guy that they're not making a lot of mistakes and they're turning shit into top fives every week. Yes. And confirmed. Who knows what, what they may be trying or whatnot, but I feel like this track type suits him well, where we should see some long green flag runs and guys fast. He's, he is, I have a parlay. Corey Heim plus one fifty, Kyle Lar- top five, Kyle Larson top five plus one fifteen, I think on Caesars, uh, for like plus four fifty plus no plus yeah plus four fifty I think, I like that I like me some Larson top five, plus money, that's juicy. Hey, liable to win. He is. <laughs> he fucking might, dude. Not a lot of people are talking about him this week. We'll see after practice. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, buddy. That was a good episode. Man, that was a long one. That was the longest one we've had in a long time. So Hell lady. Uh, she's she's yeah, it's, me. it's midnight. Making it's sure midnight. All right. All right, buddy. I had a good time. I hope you guys had a good time. And uh thanks to Steve. That was some good shit. So Hell yes. We got Sayonara boys. Damn right. Beard. And we huh? Beer motherfucking Rory. Beer don't. Beer don't.